Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. Where to hunt Where podcast. To hunt it's, it's, okay. It's, okay. it's okay. It's okay. Hi, I'm Dan Small, host of Outdoor Wisconsin, and I listen to Where to Hunt. Man, it's okay. I'm Kurt Geyer with Working Class Bow Hunter. I listen to Where to Hunt podcast, and it's decent. It's all right. Hey, this is Bud Fisher with Catching Deers, and I think the Where to Hunt podcast is all right. Howdy, and welcome to the Where to Hunt podcast, the podcast that connects public land hunting enthusiasts. Today is no, <laughs> it's not November. I saw the 11 in February 11th. <laughs> I'm also sick and highly medicated and have been struggling for the past four days. Um, I was considering canceling today's episode and uh, we had guests driving in town to do the show on site so they took a bunch of um, emergency before they got here to try to defend themselves from the sick house that we have but so it is uh, February 11th 2020 if I cough I'm sorry I'll try my best to cut it out uh, cover my mouth and all that stuff but on today's episode, we have some uh, really unique guests. They are, uh, it's Vector Custom Shop, and it's a direct-to-consumer kind of, I wouldn't call it archery shop online, although I did. Um, these guys manufacture uh, high-quality arrows, and I'm not going to do it any justice, but according to their website, if I kind of pull from that, um, it's something very heavy, reusable with a small diameter, and it's deadly accurate. And we kind of dive into all of that on the show today, how these guys got their start with this, what their background is, um, you know, what you can expect with their arrows and also with their customer service and how that all kind of works. So it's a, it's a pretty neat thing. Um, you know, they're definitely first to market with a concept like this. And we do talk a little bit of tactic and gear as far as how you should deploy some of that stuff. And, uh, you know, I think if you've listened to this podcast for any number of years, I'm not a gearhead. And, uh, you know, Greg, our co-host um, that came on starting episode 100, he, he's got a lot more context in that side of things, which is why he's such a great addition to the show. And so he helps flesh out and ask some of those good questions that I think some folks want to know more about. And we did feel some questions from the live commentary uh, comments coming in. We didn't field any calls, but we did get some questions from some live listeners and we did ask those questions. I think they're really good questions. So if you have any other questions, feel free to reach out to us um, or, you know, those guys as well. And before we get into the interview, let's get into our recipe of the week. The recipe of the week. The recipe of the week is brought to you by musket powder. Completely cover, then add a little more. Camp tested. You hear that? That's the sound of tastiness. Okay, so the recipe this week, um, I think it's it's pretty good because I've had it because the submission came from my wife, Holly, and uh, so we're not going to win any musket powder. We got enough in this house. Um, one other submission came through, 
and uh, we didn't have a name for that one, so we'll we'll share that one too, I think. Um, but this one, she was really excited about, so I felt like let's just pick this one for this week. Um, and the other person didn't; they didn't need any musket powder either. <laughs> Turns out everyone has musket powder. So, anyways, um, this recipe comes from uh, looks like a website called Brit.com or Brit.co. Uh, we made it a couple of times and then we made it with musket powder and it just really enhanced the meal a lot, um, a lot more flavor. So what it is, it's pork carnitas. So we take two and a half pounds of pork shoulder, uh, cut it into some pieces, cover it in musket powder and then sear it. And then, um, take one head of garlic, a half of a sweet onion skin on, uh, half of an orange, cut it in half, and then a tablespoon of taco seasoning, a tablespoon of Lori's gar- garlic salt, two chipotle peppers in adobo sauce. So you can find that in a can. And then um, one and a, or sorry, a half cup of whole milk and a half of a beer. And then you just throw everything. Uh, you could do a slow cooker. We used our Instapot. So uh, toss that in an in Instapot if you have one or a slow cooker. And once the pork is seared, the high pressure, uh, at high pressure in the in-spot, it takes 35 minutes. So then you saute it for an additional 10 minutes to reduce the liquid a bit. And then you serve that on corn or uh, flour tortillas, whatever you like. Add some avocado, some salsa, some cilantro, and you're good to go. And this is one of those meals that you just can't stop eating. And you wonder why you had so damn many. It's because it tastes so good. So thank you, Holly, for the recipe of the week this week. Let's go ahead and get into our interview. All right, guys, gals, everybody. We're live on the Where to Hunt podcast. I got my fancy notepad over here to make sure I get all my sponsors called out. It's, it even says, hi, Eric, I love you, from Holly. Well, that's cute. We keep professional here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sick. These guys are probably all going to get sick. That's cool. I've just been laid out. Uh, so we're going to call out, I'm going to just put this right up into the camera. See that there? Backwoods Grind. So Backwoods Grind Coffee is some of the best Smelling and tasting coffee. Did you just um, coffee bag the camera? I did a coffee bag. At least you did a tea Man, bag the camera. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah that's how you know I got their website open. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no one's cheating the whole time. I had an open I bag of coffee. Yeah, maybe I'm confused, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, if you guys want to try some Backwoods Grind coffee, it is delicious. You can go to backwoodsgrind.com and then enter in code W2H podcast and you can save 10%. And then we like to say we're switching boots. And if you haven't made the switch to gum leaf, it's okay. It might take a little while. Uh, I promise you that when you do, it, you're going to appreciate the comfort and the durability um, and the feel of these things. It's like a real rubbery feel. Yep. And if you compare and contrast that to any other boot, it, it literally doesn't feel the same at all. So um, you can go to gumleafusa.com. You can get uh, 10% off of their boots, which is a pretty big deal. These are not cheap items, so we're happy to provide the discount. Enter in code WTH2020 and save yourself that 10%. And then additionally, uh, musket powder. That's not shaking enough. I should empty some of that out. These are these are just the display ones. Okay. We have some ones that we use that are like almost <laughs> all gone. It looks edible still. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so if you go to musketpowder.com, you can enter in code WTH podcast and you're going to get a BOGO. Buy one, get one. So if you buy one, you get two total. Right. Not a bad deal. Not buy one, get two, because that would be three. <laughs> buy one, get one. So that's our call-outs for our sponsors today. Um, we have with us in the studio Michael and Isaac with Vector Custom Archery Shop. Vector Custom Shop. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I threw the word archery in there. Uh, it works. It's, it's what we do. So. <laughs> you it works. are doing some really neat things. We got introduced 
I'm in some incubator for the app, and you guys just got done with a different incubator for what you're doing. Yep. And I forget who actually introduced us now. Um, yeah, I think it was... Um, was it Matt from... Was it Matt McCoy? With yeah, the Matt McCoy. Thanks, Matt. Um, and so you guys are doing this archery shop digitally. Yeah, just an arrow shop. Arrow. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I, I say these dumb things, and then you can overcorrect me. Yeah, and people get it. <laughs> it sounds good. Um, so tell us about yourselves. Um, you know how you came to be here? Yeah, sure. Go for it. You first. Awesome. Well, I grew up um, around hunting, around bow hunting, um, and, and we were not the most technical people. Um, I, I remember my my dad. He he did a, a ton of hunting, ton of bow hunting with his his pro line Raven way back in the day. Nice. Yeah. Um, and, and he, he had that all the way up until like five years ago. Um, so I, I didn't come from a technical background, but I've, I've always been drawn to like bow hunting. I okay. love, love the thought of bow hunting, even back to like monster bucks, the original videos, oh, yeah. watching those and, and just wanting to bow hunt. Um, and so I, I went out and, and bought a bow, um, basically saved up a ton of money when I was like 12, bought a bow, um, went out and hunted. I had actually a really rough experience. Um, I ended up, I was not using the right equipment. Um, I ended up shooting a really nice buck, you know, 135 inch deer. Oh wow! Um, and ended up hitting them back. And because I didn't have the right setup, I had very little penetration. Um, we ended up finding them just by by watching the crows. Like, oh wow! Yeah, like five days later. So it really put a really sucky taste in my mouth. And at the same time, my brother also had issues with losing a buck. And so I, I kind of set it up for a while, you know, gave it a rest. And when I was in like my mid teens and I could actually like look at going to go hunting again, I, uh, I started to just get this fever to go out and bow hunt. And so I actually went down to a shop and, uh, just basically sat there and tried to learn stuff and asked really dumb questions. Um, until eventually, That's how you're gonna learn it all. oh yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> no matter how big and, of a and then eventually, they they just got so sick of me asking dumb questions that they gave me a job, and we're like, well, why don't you just go over there and and do this? Um, and and from there, I just I fell in love with it and and started starting shooting all sorts of different arrows and trying to find. I I've just basically fell in love with the the gear aspect of it and finding the best equipment that I could possibly find. And then you worked in the shop. For several years, then. Yeah, 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 doing you got into time. tuning and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I got heavily into to tuning and to, okay. to building arrows and, um, yeah, yeah, um, and that was Mike talking. I'm Isaac. Um, I grew up in Indiana in a non-hunting family. Uh, we always had bow and arrows around as mm -hmm. kids for some reason, so we'd shoot animals, you know. By accident, you know, <laughs> goofing around. And, on purpose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. On purpose. That's what the we, squirrel has we would die. say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Um, and then, you know, always just watching hunting shows and stuff, kind of dreaming, but never had opportunities, you know, mm -hmm. until a handful of years ago when um, I kind of circled back to it and um, just got super obsessed. So, yeah, it's been... Um, several years now, just uh, figuring it out, you know, figuring out what works, what doesn't. And um, yeah, it's, the experience has kind of led us to where we're at here. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Were you doing archery like competitively at any point before hunting? I did or? some leagues as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, we were comfortable with Bo. Yeah, yeah. Just, was it was nice. familiar. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, the, the hunting opportunity wasn't there. My uncle um, built longbows. Very He's cool. in southern Michigan. Yeah. And he uh, he shoots a ton of deer with homemade longbows. It's crazy. That's yeah, he he's he's legit, awesome. and he just wears the the Carhartt brown jumpsuit, so like single piece, <laughs> and he builds his own wooden stand. It works, and he works. kills tons of deer. Yeah, and uh, he got me into archery initially, and uh, instead he didn't even give me a bow. He gave me he loaned me a, his draw knife. Have I even told you this? No, I've yeah. never heard this. He loaned story. me his draw knife when I was in uh, like seventh or eighth grade and said, well, you just need uh, this certain look for this kind of tree and here's how you cut it down and here's how you draw the wood. And then he loaned me some DVDs and I made a longbow and I tried to deer hunt with it and it was way harder than I thought it was going to be. But I was also like <laughs> in our backyard. I mean, it's it's yeah. impressive. <laughs> it, yeah. it is impressive. So, there was some early attempts, but not much early success. Sounds like so. something you're going to circle back to again at some point. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, we're talking about that because we'd like to learn uh, or just figure out a way to incorporate trad shooters you got again. Yeah, Absolutely. because of it's the a market, the way, it, way it's gone, there's a lot of guys, and I'd love to pick up a trad bow. I really would. Oh, yeah. For now, I would prefer to get even better with what I've got and then – yeah, decided to go back well, to struggling. I, and we've been talking about getting <laughs> getting trad bows, but we're kind of I'm I'm a little bit worried that if I pick it up and I start shooting, that I'm not going to want to go back to my compound. Exactly. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm a little bit yeah. worried that that would be if the you case. You get proficient with it. Yeah, that I'm going to be like be pretty well, hard. No, I'm. Well, it's a type of connection, right? Because you're relying on some different muscle memory. Right. Yeah. It's, yep. It is. Yep. Yeah. And eye coordination. What we like about bow hunting so much is that feeling of it being so primal anyway yeah so man if you go any further down that rabbit hole it's like we did an episode with the primal a primitive hunter oh yeah i mean yeah. he made his own fletching broadhead arrows that's bows, that's impressive moccasins everything oh, yeah. Dang. he even speared a bison like speared no yeah. oh yeah dude it was a really Really, I like I didn't know you could still do that. Actually, <laughs> he might get himself in some trouble yeah. with the government to talk talking like it's that. Not film, like it's a thing. It was a really interesting guess. You but. know what? I just found it today for the first time. I don't know how I've never seen this. The uh, hunting pigs with a knife. Have you seen that? Hunting pigs. Call of Duty stuff. Yeah, hunting pigs. <laughs> yeah, just hunting. I didn't know people hunting, did that. They, I think they even do it with a spear. Like there are certain provinces of Canada. I don't know if it's legal anymore, but you could hunt bears with a spear. Sure. Well, yeah. Well, jo- Josh Bomar got himself yeah. in a ton well, of trouble doing that. A ton of trouble doing that. What? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, it was all legal, but it was know. legal, but frowned upon. Frowned upon. Frowned upon. <laughs> and you get the wrong people. Certain people. Yeah. You yeah. get the wrong people to man. see that, and it gets posted everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the right kind of bad publicity mm-hmm. for everybody. Right. Yeah. Exactly. One of those things that's super cool to do, and you know, morally, if you're good with it, yeah, it's legal. Maybe not the best thing to put out on the internet no. for people who don't hunt to see. No. Because, I mean, they were they were sponsored by Under Armour. So the people seeing uh, some of that stuff. They dropped. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, that's yeah. they're still doing fine, though. So. Yeah, they're doing <laughs> They're doing good. So yeah. let's talk about um, how you guys got into this, what we have with us today. And we have some arrows here. We have, 
I'm, I got you. I got you. There we go. I'm doing it like a team. There's everywhere. Like what's what, that? What Pick up the, sticks. What yeah, the, uh, the ranch rate call it? The Twizzler? Yeah, that's a Twizzler. <laughs> okay, you got Twizzler, Twizzler right that's, there. That's okay. That's acceptable for me. Okay. And now, <laughs> what would this then be called? Because this has some weight to it up in the front. I think they call that front of center, FOC. Yeah. Yeah, that, that'd be front of center. Yeah. To give some context, too, uh, we brought each of these guys like a test pack so they could try them out just two arrows each and which shameless little plug here um if you are looking to get into a heavier arrow (laughs) this is the best way to do it oh you can literally buy two arrows don't have to buy a dozen or 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 six all you have to do is buy two and you can test out what you really want to do it there's no shame in that game plug away (laughs) because it's great people don't want to spend a bunch of money on something they go well we bought six but they really don't shoot all that well um, what can I do to make them better? Well, if it's the right spine, you could probably change the weight in the front and center, right? Right. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah. You know, you can you can change a lot of stuff up, and and maybe you maybe you go heavier, and you go okay, maybe that's not for me, or or maybe you go I'd like to add more weight. And usually when guys see the the penetration that they're getting, yeah, and the arrow flight, they're like, okay, yeah, I want to try heavier. Yeah. Huge so, difference. Yeah. Huge difference. You sacrifice some speed, but you get that punch that goes all the way through. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, the speed thing is funny to me, you know, uh, you're both so much quieter. Yes. You know, so the, 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 when you're shooting, it doesn't need to be as fast because you're both quieter when you're shooting a heavy arrow. Right. Well, the the other thing that I I would tell people too, is the the fact that no arrow is going to fly faster than the speed of sound. Right. I don't care if you have like yeah, there's always an, an arrow thing. that is like some duck. You know, I don't care if you're shooting IBO arrows, which are you can't hunt with that. You can't even hunt with that. <laughs> what is that? I like it. So basically, it the IBO arrow would be like what they would test for IBO speed. Okay. So basically, when they would, when they test bows, they find like the lightest arrow they it's can shoot twizzler. through it without it exploding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so that's what they use to get those big numbers that you see. You know, like oh. Shoot 353 feet per second. It's with a super with an arrow you never use. Yeah, it right. comes it comes <laughs> off the rest like a banana. <laughs> it curves around the riser. Like a long it's for like shooting that. around trees. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it sounds like you dry fire it. Too. Yeah, it's, it's so loud pop because really. it, it doesn't have there. anything there. to like transfer that energy to. Sure. Yeah, it's yeah. just enough accuracy to get it to the chronograph and down the range it goes. Yeah, and so so kind of back to to what we were we're, we're talking about there is you're never going to have an arrow that flies faster than the speed of sound. Yeah. You're not. So the best thing you can do is, is quiet down your bow and make sure you have an arrow that if you hit something that you're not intending to, because deer react, we all know that, Yep. that you're going to blow straight through it. Yep, for sure. Absolutely. And so what you guys do is help people get to that point where they have that arrow? Cause yeah. I noticed on your mug you have the FX Archery. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. There. We've had those guys on. We've had big hoss on. Oh yeah, he calls it a lot. He's he awesome. them. Um, but that's one way to go, and or yeah. and to complement what you guys are doing. But how how are you guys? What is it that you're doing? Um, yeah, basically, we kind of put together a couple of different, you know, elements that we like in other existing arrow models. Mm-hmm. We kind of put our favorite elements together into one shaft. Um, so it's a micro diameter, um, which means it has a 0.166 inch inner diameter. Um, much like an Easton Deep Six. Mm-hmm. So that smaller diameter, um, you know, it's a lot less surface area. 
so you get less drag, better penetration. Okay. It's also less impacted by wind, things like that. Um, there's a lot to <coughs> like about a very small diameter shaft, um, but um, there's not a lot of there's not like a heavy micro shaft option, um, and there's a lot of durability problems too with mm -hmm. micro shafts. So we uh, we made a super durable heavy micro shaft as like the base model. And then with the ethics um, the system up yep. front, I mean, you can adjust the the FOC so much um, by uh, that insert comes in 45 grains all the way up to 175 grains. Wow. Yeah, Excuse you me. can adjust quite a bit. Really, yeah. the, the entire idea behind Vector, well, you know, it, it was to solve really three problems. The first one was that buying arrows is inconvenient. You know, there's three ways that you usually would go and buy it, get an arrow, right? I mean, you could either go to a pro shop and, and get your arrows cut there and made there. Problem is they're probably going to have a limited selection of what they can can offer. You know, your mom and pop pro shop isn't going to have that. The second thing would be to buy off like Amazon, right? You got a bigger bigger selection or eBay or whatever you, wherever you buy. Which we know it can be a big gamble. Right, which could be a, a pretty big gamble and then take it into a pro shop which now you're Have taking cut to size. right now now you're yeah. taking something that they don't sell in there it's probably going to cost you a little bit more and they might not even know that product all that well sure or you buy all the stuff and you build arrows yourself which there's there's a lot of people that aren't there and and so with vector when you buy from us it comes to your door you know ready to go within, you know two right now our our shipping's at like 2 weeks you order, and in two weeks, it's ready to go at your doorstep, and it's it's better quality than really anything you're going to find yeah, on the, yeah. the market, you know. Anything off the shelf, for sure. And so that's that's yeah. the first thing that we wanted to, to solve. The second would be the, the fact that buying <laughs> arrows is confusing. Like, if you look at... Yep. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's, it's so confusing because, you know, we have... Uh, and, and a lot of times, they, they'll give you, like, a spine chart. Like, yeah, well, here's your been, spine chart. So... There yeah. you go, 70 pounds, 29, you should be here. That doesn't really help. Yeah, that's okay, like we not have, even half of the picture. And yeah. depending on what, you know, what aero brand you buy, their spine either goes up or down. Like, if, you know, if you buy Carbon Express, a 350 from Carbon Express is a lot different than a, a, a 350 from Easton. Easton. Yeah. That sounds like my wife is sure at Kohl's or Target. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. Uh, size this here. It's not the same as the size this here. I'm like, right. It's, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's confusing. And then you also have four millimeter, five millimeter, six millimeter aluminum, carbon, and, and you sit there yeah. and go, oh, what, what difference does What it is this? How? What am I supposed to do? And especially if if we're going to get people into bow hunting, right? That's extremely confusing. Yeah. And so when you buy from us, um, we're actually working first off on an app that'll actually go onto our website mm -hmm. that allows cool. you to see what'll happen to your speed, allow allow you to see what will happen to your your momentum, uh, depending on how much weight you add to your arrow. So you have that, but also anybody who buys arrows from us, um, we'll do like a phone consultation for you. You can set it up, and we will sit on the phone with you, and we will figure out what is best for you, yeah. what's going to work for you. Um, and so we, we want to take the confusion out of buying arrows so that we can set you up for what you're hunting. Because obviously hunting for elk, you need a much different arrow for sure. than, than deer. You know? and, and if you know what you want, you can just go on the site and plug in the numbers and, it's, and, and it's get a simple. great product that's super yeah. durable, so super accurate. Especially with both the guys oh, yeah. me that 
I'll just go to you and say, you tell me, guys. I don't, yeah. I don't know. This is right. what I'm after. This is what I shoot. And yeah, I'm not yeah. even sure if that's good, by the way. But like, <laughs> but right. I have. Well, I, yeah. And then, so then the third thing would be, and, and this is kind of how the product was developed, is um, we feel like when you buy arrows, you're always compromising something, right? I, I remember when I first shot micro shafts, I loved them. I love the thought of a four millimeter shaft, you know, like what our, our shafts are, because, you know, the wind drift and better penetration, uh, but, in the, theory. you know, in, in theory. And <laughs> But then I then you have the problem of now I need to buy a deep six head. And for those of you who don't know what a deep six head is, is basically um, because it has to fit down into the shaft, it has to be a special thread. Yep. And so there's like 10 options in the market for deep six. Yeah. So, okay, now I want the four millimeter shaft, but I have to compromise on what I can put on front of it. So now I'm going to go back to a five millimeter shaft. So I'm not getting what I want, but I can put any head on it now, you know, but I want the weight of an aluminum shaft, but I don't want it to hold a bend the way aluminum does. You know, so there's so much that we're like, we just need to build what, what we think is the ultimate setup, yeah. you know? And so that's really where it came from. We just started screwing around just personally. We were selfish and didn't want to sell it. We were like, yeah, we well, made we're it gonna figure out. How did you make it? Like, how are you, <laughs> how are you physically making this stuff? It's yeah, the, we did. Don't give us the, the you know the pudding recipe or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, we we just came up with the idea for uh, this kind of shaft should exist, and then I found a carbon fiber manufacturer with a small first time minimum order quantity. Nice. MVP, right? Yeah, well, exactly. It, it was kind of funny too because it came out of we were just like sitting, having a guy's <laughs> night, having a conversation about arrows, and I was really frustrated with what I was shooting and was like, you know what, this is, I, I want, I want this. And I kind of explained like, I want a micro shaft that's durable, that's thick walled, you know, that I can put any broadhead on. And we started in and, and the next day, Isaac's like, Hey, I talked to these people. And they have shafts. <laughs> and, uh, I, I called somebody in uh, I South Korea. People. I'm like, what? Nice. Yeah. yeah. And so, we ended up just furthering our relationship with them, and I started building these, and people started noticing. They're like, these things are sweet. They're we, really cool. We want them. And so yeah. it just kind of went from there. Well, and to be fair, too, I mean, there aren't too many United States manufacturers that are actually no. making their own carbon, so it's pretty hard to find something. Oh, yeah, it is, it is. It is very, very hard to find. And that's actually one of our, our dreams is to eventually move all production to the States here. Yeah, that'd be sweet. You know, and to, to do it. Might be a while, but that'd be cool. But that's a dream. Pipe yeah. dream. Yeah. Well, I mean, sounds like a good one. I mean, you're on this show, so that's <laughs> the okay <laughs> podcast. It's yeah. all right. It's all right. It's okay. Decent. So, and how long have you guys been at it now? Uh, since last June. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. So you guys it's really wanted to get it going before the season, so you could use them. We got kind of? we got a ton of arrows out to like industry pros okay. last season. Um, and they then they try this, just give it yeah, away. Yeah, we, just we gave built, them away. We built we, a bunch for ourselves, and then we're like, I wonder if we, we better test to make sure that these are like decent and, and safe. And so yeah. we started going to some some of the guys that we knew in the industry. Yeah. Um, to say, what do you think? Like, you know, what do you think of these? Is this garbage? <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be garbage. Oh. Wait. <laughs> No, everyone loves it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it worked out. And uh, I remember the the first batch of the shafts that we got in, I think we had like a, maybe 10 of them. 
Yeah, it wasn't much. And then and I took one out, <laughs> and uh, I was I, I was thinking I'll sacrifice one mm-hmm. and break it and see how easy it is to break. And you so didn't give me splinters or anything, did you? No, no, I no, put on a, smart. I smart. put on my covered hat <laughs> and yeah. like went outside on a concrete step and tried to like break it with my foot on a concrete step, and I was just nervous. I might not have tried as hard as I should have, but I didn't break it. But then I ended up giving just that arrow for some reason. Yeah, to you just one from for me. He gave me the. I one didn't think he, he was going to shoot it. I think he, I was going to be like, "Well, try to break this. You know, see how." Yeah, what, test, what you, well, I think what, what he did was he something said he said test it. And I'm like, <laughs> to me, it. testing it means that I'm going to go shoot a different animal, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so I fletched it up, and I I put put the 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 entire thing together. And it was like the second week of the season, and I, I had a spot that I needed to take some does off of, and so I went and shot a doe with it. <laughs> after uh, after, after using size after, ten to reach finest, yeah. you went and shot a doe with it. And it's just a miracle that. Yeah, and I still I still shoot. have my hand. So I got your hand. Like it, it didn't go through my hand. Oh it didn't didn't splinter. It didn't do anything. Wow. So. And that's the end of the startup. <laughs> yeah, and that's the end done. of the story. <laughs> and here we are. Yeah, no I only kidding. lost two hand, two of my my fingers off my left hand. <laughs> and we're good. Oh, uh, <laughs> crazy. Just yeah. Back on. Yeah, but then shortly after that, we found ethics and started uh, just get like a partnership them. with them or yeah, it was just, yeah, we're a dealer for ethics parts. Yeah. Got it. yeah, yeah, and we we, really we thought easy. about trying to you know design our own, but right ethics is like the they're right, there. The they're right yeah. there, and they are incredible. Like, yeah. like the name. Also take calls. He's in the car all the Absolutely time. Absolutely incredible. And he's always happy to jump on a phone call. Well, so it, cool. it strengthens everything about that arrow. Because I mean, you oh, you, yeah. you think about an arrow, and and most guys could could attest to this. I mean, there's there's two places that your arrow is going to break most likely. It's where your head meets the shaft. First off, yep. and the second would be like the exact middle of the arrow because that's your weakest spot of your right. arrow. Yeah, that's where there's most flex. I mean, obviously, that's where there's most flex. Um, and so for those of you who don't know what it, the ethics system does, is it's actually a two-piece system. So the first piece goes down into the arrow about two inches. Um, so it goes down in the shaft. That's glued in. And then there's actually a sleeve that goes over the first quarter inch of carbon. Okay. So in other words, that carbon is sandwiched between those two pieces of, of metal. And what that does is it keeps it keeps it more rigid in the front, so it's not bending. Because otherwise, you have a pivot point there. Sure. You know, so if you have your your regular broadhead sitting up to your shaft, there's a pivot point there. Yep. Where if you hit, let's you say, and bring some over, you're kind of distributing that a little. Exactly. Better. Exactly. So you know, if you hit a deer in the shoulder, let's say it's a funky angle, hit it in the shoulder, there's a chance of that. That busting out the side sure. and, and you'll a, see there's just enough wiggle room in there just enough wiggle there's room just to enough pause that light tolerance where that can happen and right i've done it with these and if you pull the heads out of these flj's they do have like a rubber collar in there to kind of help soak up some of that yeah but that's still but yeah you'll, you can snap it straight <laughs> yeah. straight across. the idea is that it, it actually sandwiches it protects it um actually the, the best test we have and this is one of my favorite stories, even though it's it, it's me being an idiot. Um, but, Those are my favorite stories. Oh yeah. yeah, one of my one of my favorite tests that we did with it was was actually I, I missed a buck this year. Oh yeah, the, he was in the tree <laughs> filming me, and buck came came in chasing a doe. Super awesome, really nice buck. It happened really fast. It happened super fast. Didn't have time to range it, and I I was thinking, man, it's 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 thirty thirty three. 
it you sure know, looked soybean like, period. like it, yeah. it looked a ways out. He ended up being at 25, and so oh, I went no. straight, straight over, over his back. back. Yeah. Um, but I <laughs> nailed there. a I nailed a rock behind the deer, just like clunk crack. And and I think actually, if you slow down the video, you can see the sparks fly off the rock. <laughs> and and so I I'm thinking, okay, there's a shattered arrow, right? And so I, I walked up expecting that, um, and my my broadhead was was actually snapped. Sure. But the arrow was was still intact. Threw it on a spinner. It's been straight. And that's when I'm like, hey, this, this epic system. I, I like this. Yeah, <laughs> this, it, this it works protects well. the shaft just from anything you could hit. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, and the other thing that, that makes it also more durable is now you have more FOC, which moves that center of balance forward. Yep. So now that spot that wobbles the most, your, your center of balance is off from that point. And so it makes it more durable as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The the idea with FOC is like, and you, you're going to be able to explain this better than me, Mike, but um, like if you picture shooting a target or something, mm -hmm. and then the, when, on the impact, when the arrow stops, the end of it is just like, you know, like it'll wobble back and it'll forth. Wobble. Yep. That's a lot of wasted energy, you yep. know, like okay. the, the yep. back, you don't want your weight distributed in the arrow or towards the back of the arrow pushing the head in you want the head to be heavy and Carrying pull the so shaft compare that to fly fishing versus like regular punching punch yes. with, with a weight right. for bass so, right exactly with the regular pull and i'm casting the lures carrying everything out so it's yep. heavy in the fly rod the line in the back is pushing it out yep yeah so that's shit. that's uh yep yeah it's, it's, it's very it's a really good analogy very good analogy yeah you know, and versus putting that weight up front. Actually, uh, Ranch Ferry, and we were talking about him. Yeah. Um, he's got a great video out there on Impact Paradox, is yeah. what he calls yep. it. Just um, watched it. So go and watch it. Awesome. If if you haven't <laughs> watched it awesome. and you're confused about what FOC yeah. can do for you, go watch it because it, it's incredible the way that he breaks it down and um, it, and just how it that FOC helps to, to keep your deflections down so that you aren't having – you know, and I, I think we've all had it where we've we've shot something and, and the arrow exits somewhere else, and you're way, like, way off. This does not make any <laughs> sense. And, uh, not not to piss anybody off, but you definitely see it more often than not with a rage type broadhead. Yeah, yeah. Well, you see it a lot more, and then you also see it a lot more with that those underspined light arrows. Yep. Because they have so much more wobble to them, you know. Mm. And and there's there's actually some interesting stuff out there that that he has. So I'd encourage anybody to go out and take a look at at his stuff. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Even even he talks about how you know when it it hits it hits a target right when your arrow hits a target even before it's going in it's it's wobbling when it when it hits resistance it starts to wobble. Yep. And so you you think on a, on a deer if it's going through soft tissue it might be wobbling a little bit and all of a sudden you hit bone that thing's gonna wobble like crazy before penetrating even the bone. Yep. And so if you have a, a giant rage type broadhead and now you hit the bone and that thing's wobbling, yeah. you're doing a lot of damage, but you, you're not going to find any blood. You know, you're not going to get the penetration that you need. Yeah. Yeah. You'll get maybe a, a good squirt of blood for a while unless you get into that cavity and hit something really substantial. It's right. It's not going to end well. Yeah. And there's something to be said and about pass-throughs with, with deer and there's there's some really good studies out there. There's one uh, by Patterson. Um, basically, they did a study on a um, an army base. I think it's an army base, uh, but it's in Virginia. 
um, where you had to, because it was hunting on the base, you had to like track everything that you did. So like if you shot an animal and wounded it, you had to track that. Um, basically everything that you did was tracked. And so they could over 20 years break down the stats of, sure. you know, this is what happens when you hit them with a mechanical. This is what happens when you hit them with um, a fixed, you know, a fixed blade. So and it's real similar to the document what Ashby did. It's it's very similar to Ashby's stuff. Yep. Um, it's more of a, it's not as scientific as no, what Ashby Ashby's was doing. Over the top. Uh, but if you look at the the stats <laughs> that he has, and I, I don't have them on the top of my head here, yeah. but on the the recovery rate for animals that have a pass through that have two holes compared to one, it it, it is it is a sizable difference. Oh yeah. You know. Um, a cool. comment just came through actually because my dad he might I don't know if he's gonna call in or not um, but I think he's just doing this yeah to talk about it the he, percentage of FOC so like you hear Ashby he's to some extreme people will say it's extreme 19 percent yep extreme FOC is over 30 percent what would you say is probably the the best FOC percentage for whitetail well I, I think that it's it's tough because it's just it's very dependent on setup. You know, it depends on what, what spine you're shooting out of your bow. It depends on how much weight is behind your bow. Um, for me personally, I, I try to hit 20. Okay. I try to hit 20% FOC. Um, industry would tell you 7 to 15, but yeah. we like to be to be north of that. Yeah, just a little bit. It's really the other thing what is, flies out of your bow exactly. well. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a you lot know, of plane and tuning. Yeah, you, can, you could shoot... 35 FOC if you really want to, but if it doesn't fly out of your bow well, then you're fighting an uphill battle. Right. I would take a an arrow that is 20% FOC that flies like a dart out of my arrow or out of my bow over something that's you know 35%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there does come a point where you're if if your bow is is doesn't want to accept that arrow. For, for lack of, of better terms, right. that it's not going to be as effective. No. Yeah. yeah. A sideways leaving arrow is not a good arrow. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, if you're north of 15%, then experiment and see what flies best, mm -hmm. you know. And that's a big part of why we wanted to make it really easy for people to get a two-pack yeah. of these arrows is, like, get a couple of those, See what works best before you invest a bunch of money. Before you dump into money into it. Uh, you know, quality set of arrows. You know, so yeah, it's all about testing it. You know. Yeah, yeah. Cause, well, uh, it'll get people more involved with their equipment too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Try to shoot. Try to shoot the right stuff. And try to get dialed. I mean. We've all done it though. Well, like funny, you said. Like, well, like, yeah. I, I mean, to care so much more. Not that I don't care. That's probably the wrong way to say it. But I used to shoot my bow all the time. Yeah. And yeah. And then before the kids. Well, yeah. You, you, it's like, a couple of kids. I mean, that's that, that, that when, when am I going to do this? Yeah. And so maybe when they start to age up a little bit, they get some more interest in what I'm doing. They can be along with me for that stuff. Yeah. But as it stands right now, man, like I don't need the house ever. Unless I'm going to work. It was a well, huge right, shock it, it for me, tough. for me too, because um, my wife is awesome and, and she actually she bow hunts. Okay. Um, yeah, blessed like crazy. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It helps you. Um, so like the entire time we were dating and, and before we had kids, that was like literally a date to go shoot or to you know go hunt together. <laughs> sure. Like we shot all the time and it, it was awesome. And then you have a kid and it's like, oh, 
She must. That's not normal. (laughs) Uh, We we can't do that right now. (laughs) And she's been been gracious this past year to let me hunt a lot more than I probably should have been able. You kind of have to now. Yeah. 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 That was completely by design. (laughs) (laughs) It was part of that first conversation, without a doubt. (laughs) We need a way to justify more time in the woods for sure. So uh, one of our friends, Jeff, just commented in, do you offer any arrow selections for uh, competition shooting? If so, what epic combo are you using to create an ideal target arrow? Yeah, we haven't really touched the target market. Just trying to trying to serve bow hunters well, and then maybe we'll yeah go from there. It's that's down the road that we would love to to get into. Tell me more about that. I'm not familiar with the target market. Sure, I understand. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it it really depends with with the the. If, if you're going to talk about indoor league, or you're going to talk about 3D, 3D yeah. there's a a big Vegas shoot, big difference because I mean, and even the the wide array of what people like to shoot, because you'll see guys out there that are shooting extremely light because they, they want to shoot a light arrow a lot of times because it's flat shooting, yeah. and so if I don't have to care about penetration, yeah, I, I want little pin gap if any, and I want to be able to reach out and, and touch things, you know. And so a lot of times they're shooting extremely light, thin-walled fat arrows. Yep. Um, and so that's kind of the opposite direction <laughs> of our, our arrows right now. For sure. Um, personally, for me, I mean, my experience with really any, like, target archery has been more 3D. Uh, but it's always been my my thought because I'm, I'm a hunter first off. You know, I, right. I use the same equipment that I would for 3D for hunting. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Uh, eventually, you know, we'd like to to go and, and create something for target archers as well, um, just using our system, you know. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's something that's definitely yeah. coming down the pipe. I know we did the so actually Jeff was commenting. Him and I went to the uh, working class bow hunter shoot last summer cool. down in Illinois, and it was fun. Man, there were a lot of guys there that I've talked to that I never met in person. So yeah. it was really cool. It was like ten pals. We're like, oh my god, we finally get to meet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like summer camp. Summer camp for bow hunters. They had yeah. a 3D range set up, and we, you know, yeah. we shot, and some we all kind of grouped together, little tiny groups going through each station at a time, and um, yeah, he's having uh, something tomorrow for life insurance, but he's not drinking. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll drink something. I'm not <laughs> I'll, I'll drive it. This week, guys, it's sad for me. It's my first non-scotch episode ever, so Uh-oh. I suck. That's why. <laughs> or because I'm sick or both. I'm rocking that, that oh. Taco Bell coffee, actually, right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Coffee. Oh, it's nasty. <laughs> they should. It's nasty. They you're probably changing, shouldn't. changing my world right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we did the shoot, and like we would go up to the Target, and like some of these guys, the arrows were way further in, and they're like, Good ethics, man, you know, and yeah. that was it. It was funny um, to me just that, like, I was like, oh, man, these are all guys that are diehard. It's really fun to, to talk to Haas about that, too, because yeah. he, he does some some 3D stuff, and he was telling me about a shoot, I think I think it was on the Total Archery Challenge, but I'm not sure, um, where there was, like, a sapling in front of the 10, and he just shot through the sapling. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, that was, that was his solution. Like, through I'm just going to shoot through the through sapling. Because right right I know so I can fun. penetrate and I can hit the target That's through awesome. that. Yeah. Well, the story he told on our show when I had him on, oh. guess, like, he shot a bear from like 10 yards away or something crazy like that. Hmm. And he was injured. Yeah. 
I mean, it was the most crazy. That, that doesn't surprise me with him. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> what's the, what's he that probably jumped out of the tree with a knife. You better jump in and help the bear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he probably, he probably jumped out of that tree and finished it off with his knife. Yeah. With a knife, right? You know, riding it. Jeez. Yeah. We love that. He's awesome. <laughs> he is awesome. Love to tag him in this one. For sure. What else am I missing? Is there anything else that like we feel that we ought to be covering here? There was something. I forget what it was. I mean, I want you guys to shine on this thing as much as possible. We uh, we shot a couple deer with them this last year between us. A couple each. <coughs> um, just effortless. Just yeah. Easy. I mean, it's like butter. Nothing but pass-throughs. Yeah, you know, it's, it's through, amazing through how shoulders and legs nothing but, and, nothing nothing but <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's also amazing uh, for for guys. <laughs> yeah, that and our uh, our make arrows great again. Maga yeah. might have to pull that up. We'll see. Red um, Maga hat. Yeah. But <laughs> um, for for people that don't haven't shot heavy arrows, it's amazing to see what happens when they actually start shooting them. Yeah. Because I remember when I first realized that I could put one through the shoulder if I needed to. Yep. That was so freeing. You know, as, as you're sitting there waiting, I, I can't count the number of deer. I'm like, turn, 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 come on, turn, turn, don't miss it. You yeah. know, whereas, you know, I, right. I feel completely confident now that if I needed to, I could put it through the shoulder yeah. and I'm yeah. not going to have an issue. Both the deer I shot this year were recording too. Yeah. Just... It opens like up. It opens up a, a ton of of different opportunities yeah. for shots that you you might not have had. You know, for sure, definitely. How many guys are watching this right now, thinking, "Only I wonder I if I would have gotten that deer." <laughs> I've been yeah. enlightened to this new thing now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for it sure. Like, I mean, I'm not saying we're gonna like drive sales. I mean, you might. <laughs> But That'd yeah, be great. It'd be interesting. Yeah, and, yeah. and if any of the guys have have questions, too, reach out to us on our website. I mean, we'd love to. Love to sit on the phone with with anybody that's that's curious about you know what a heavy arrow can do for their setup. So are you sure. guys doing this full time or is this still on the side until you kind of fill the barrel on us? It is on the side. Yeah, it's on uh, the side. We got a, a short runway to where we think it'll pick up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, it's I mean, definitely feels like two full time jobs <laughs> at the moment. Yeah, I'm sure. definitely yeah. a lot. Uh, you're answering a lot of questions. I mean, you, yeah, you and I were corresponding. And you're like. I can only talk to you between this time and this time. I'm like, well, I can only yeah. do it between this time and this time too. Yeah, that's so, how it goes. Yeah, yeah I, I am uh, self-employed. I started a business uh, three years ago mm-hmm. that does video production, commercial projects. Cool. Um, and that's been a lot of fun. So there's <laughs> there's crazy busy days where it's, you know, 10, 16-hour days. And then there's days where I'm sitting at home editing. Yeah. And those are the days where... I get distracted by like working on this stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah. Uh, if you ask a question on the website, uh, like there's a little chat bubble, it just like texts us to our phones. Yeah. Um, and that's a huge distraction. But we try to just get back to people right away, you know, like mm-hmm. this is. Or you yeah. like, hey, I got this. The other thing fun. is we enjoy exactly. doing it. Yeah. Like it's not, not it's not work because oh, we love yeah. doing it. It's so much fun. I, I get excited when, when somebody contacts me through the website or sends me an email. Like I get excited. I'm like, oh yeah, I, I yeah, we can talk arrows. Let's talk arrows. Let's get get geeky when it comes to arrows. Cause For sure, it's what we love to do. Definitely know your stuff. Yeah, about it. You have a lot, a of, lot of fun in the space. Ton of fun. It's just fun. Yeah, it's it's uh, we've gotten a lot of good feedback. Uh, there's a really cool video that uh, a longtime friend of mine, uh, John Heingartner, did. 
Um, it's on YouTube. We shared it on the Facebook page recently. But yeah, and if you if you aren't following us on Facebook, go ahead and go over to the Vector yeah. Custom Shop and give us a follow. We we do yeah. giveaways as well and stuff. So Instagram giveaways <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, stay yeah. tuned. Um, but John shot a video three years ago of uh, he took a shot on an eight pointer at 51 yards. And uh, was really reaching out there you with know, a Rage Extreme. Well, he was yeah. two and a half, two and a half inch the ranch, the ranch for returns. He was, he was he was using a flapper and a Twizzler. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love it. Um, and it it worked. You know, he put the deer down, but it was it was a difficult tracking job. You couldn't have got a not whole lot much, of penetration. not much for penetration. You got all. about eight inches of penetration, just enough. And then the arrow yeah. fell out after 30 yards, the same way it went in. Oh jeez. And uh, he was lucky to recover it, which is super cool. But uh, this year we sent him uh, one of our prototype sets, and he yeah. shot the same size deer at the same distance. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a, a different two a yards, a pound yep. difference field dress between the deer. Long. Yeah, one was Big 199 year. dressed, one was 200 dressed. Yeah. And uh yeah, it it just it went all the way through buried he said 6 or 8 inches in the ground. And that was a that was a 550 grain arrow. That's not yeah. perfect. Wow. That's yeah. that's that's what right at the bottom of that your game, you know. Perfect setup. You know, range 550. How do you get that another buck talk on the same path? I know it's it, it was the same right? day and time. It's, dude. It's, it's, it's incredible. incredible. Let's talk Isn't about it? that for a second. <laughs> yeah, right. I can tell you, a lot of guys will swear by it being in the tree in November 3rd. Yeah. And well, everybody's got their. There is that belief of like uh-huh. you know, there's this October trail on this day. Yeah. For us That's growing this guy, yeah. For us yeah. growing up, it was November 1st. Okay. If we were in the woods, November 1st, like that was. You you'd see all this rutting activity. Yep. Um, except for this year, oddly oddly enough, I was sitting this year November first and didn't see a single deer. Wow. That was when you missed that buck. Was it November? No. It November no, no, 1st. That, was, that was the last week of October. No, that was November first, man. I'm wrong. I'm an idiot. I've been trying to forget life. that shot for a while now. No, okay. The, the, I've, the no, 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 I don't. don't put I've also been that. trying to tell myself it was smaller than it was so that I can feel a little bit better about myself. <laughs> then I just send him the replay and it's like, no, man. He was huge. Oh, maybe it was smaller than I thought. No. No, well, I will no. say real quick to everybody that's still in here watching, um, if you want to call into the show, we'll take maybe a couple calls. we got 15 minutes left or so. Uh, if you have questions for these guys that you think in the comment sections, if you're comfortable with a call, the number's on the screen. I'm gonna, we haven't filled a call in a while. Unless I'm still any prank calls, not that I'm asking for those. But, um, <laughs> yeah, those are some real dandies. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, you know, I, I do like to kind of wrap things up with memorable hunts. So if we don't get any calls, that's fine. If we do, yeah. I'll interrupt you guys. I'm pretty good at doing. Um, do you have a memorable hunt, Mike, that you want to share? Oh man, put me on the spot. I didn't even plant the seed. Sorry. Yeah, no, I took no, a little more time you, to think. You're about good. It. I guess. Yeah, you got a little bit more time. <laughs> man, I'm trying to think of it. And doesn't good... have to be anything you killed, or you know, there's all sorts of elements that create a memorable hunt. Yeah, I think one of my my favorite um, my favorite memories was one of the first times I took my wife Savannah bow hunting, um, and and she came from a non-hunting family not that they had any problems with it but they just didn't hunt yeah um and so i remember she actually asked me to go bond and she's like i want to see what it's like let's go mm-hmm. and so we we went and sat this the stand down by this this pond on our, my parents land um and at 60 yards out popped this buck that was probably i mean it's, it's to this day it's one of the biggest bucks i've ever seen 
And you guys had him on camera all summer. Yeah, we we yeah we had we had him named during that period of time in my my hunting where I had names for deer and um, so you (laughs) know I Cujo or something. No, it's ghost. He has (laughs) like this crazy white rack, Um, but he stepped out, and and she has never been hunting before, so she has like no no idea of like that's really big or that's really small, and I am just shaking like crazy. Like I'm coming unhinged. I'm sitting there shaking like like absolute crazy and you know he gets a drink from the pond and instead of taking the trail that would take him 15 yards he takes this higher trail up onto the ridge and just walks away um Man. but i mean i sat down for like the next half an hour and i was just shaking and, and, and she thought that there was something wrong with me she was like are you okay what's going on? are you having a seizure i think he's having a seizure <laughs> yeah i mean it, a lot of the, the memorable hunts that I've, I've had have been just more so taking people out in the woods, getting them into hunting. For we, sure. need yeah. we need more of that. Yeah. Oh, sure. yeah. yeah. We definitely, definitely need we need more people hunting. Yeah, absolutely. For me, it's kind of a similar story. It was, uh, I mean, all the firsts are, you know, what come to mind, mm-hmm. you know, top of mind. But um, the first time I ever went hunting, I, I should say, too, like, I grew up trapping. Okay. And fishing and doing small game hunting a ton. Yep. So it wasn't totally foreign, you know, but um, my uncle that I mentioned took me when I was probably 12 or 13, and we were sitting a homemade stand kind of on this funnel, um, and it was just getting to last light, and a group of deer comes through, and there was a buck chasing a couple does, and he, I just kind of sat there, and I was just observing, you know, and my uncle had his longbow and uh this this buck was probably like a six pointer you know nothing crazy um it was crazy to me because it was 10 yards away and i'm just like holy crap i'm just gonna watch this thing get shot right here thinking this is the coolest thing ever and i remember seeing my uncle at full draw and then just kind of like let's let's it down and i was and I remember looking up at him being like, why aren't you shooting it? You know, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> and he was just like, I, I, I mean, a gesture, but he just held up his finger, like two fingers, like an inch apart. And he was like, too small, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is, this is a, like, what a game, you know, <laughs> like what yeah. a thrill. And, like, to just observe, like, the respect that he had and that this wasn't just about, like, killing something. Yep. That it's, like, it's a, it's really, like, a game of chess. Like, waiting for the right timing and the right opportunities. Mm-hmm. And, like, not, you, you can't just take any opportunity because yeah. there's a lot of factors. And, yep. And that's where, like, I think the bug bit initially, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it comes full circle with For what sure. you're doing because you talk about the factorization of all of these variables yeah. and then the fact that there's only so many opportunities. Well, by shooting what you guys have as a product that you are maximizing yeah. the number of opportunities you have oh, yeah. where you're not waiting for, just turn, just turn, just turn, right? Yeah. Not to say that you should be shooting through the shoulder every chance you get, but if that's something that happens in that scenario, yeah, right. you okay. feel a little bit well, more confident and comfortable. The other thing that we're really <clears throat> hoping happens to this is that we – not only we get new hunters, but we keep hunters, you know? Yeah. I mean, and, you know, I, I kind of alluded to the, the story of my first buck that I ever shot. Um, but, you know, I was shooting an extremely light arrow 
um, in a broadhead that I shouldn't have been shooting out of a 43-pound bow. Right. Um, it wouldn't have happened. Man. And, and, and that was a bad the, enough experience for you to want to say, right. you know, I need to take a break from this. Exactly. I don't know if I want to do it anymore. It was but... enough to, to do that. Yeah. You know, and so if we can if we can make that not happen for somebody, then this all becomes worth it. You know, if we can yeah. recruit at least one and we can keep hunters, mm-hmm. that's that's everything. You know, and, and it, it keeps – the other thing that it does is it keeps our – hunter's image up too you know because yeah. we as hunters i mean it's we don't want to be injuring animals yeah it's, no, it's no, no, no. That we want to be lethal we want yeah. to we owe it to the animals that we we hunt to be lethal um and there's nothing that is going to turn public opinion against hunting more than seeing animals that are wounded seeing animals that are the results of bad equipment mm-hmm. and really improper setup training and, and, yeah. and setup you For know sure. there's yeah. nothing worse than than somebody who doesn't hunt seen a deer walk around the neighborhood suffering with an arrow through it yeah. oh yeah like bad, that's yeah. like bad news you know that's, that's just, guaranteed that's, to make facebook right off that's the bat. bad news. absolutely it's all over we, the internet yeah we, right. we owe it to the, those animals to to give them the most lethal ethical for sure uh kill that we can for sure absolutely yeah and just considering you know bow hunting is such a year-round <clears> discipline <throat> you know right it yeah. should be yeah um and to, to you know, there's so much riding on that opportunity, you know, so we want to just help people make the most of the opportunities that they, you know, work hard to mm-hmm. get, you know, so that's what it's all about. Make the most of those yeah, for those real. chances because it doesn't happen all the time. And I, the other thing is when, when you start to play with this kind of stuff and you start to become more proficient with your equipment, you get bit by that bug even more. You know, when you're you're starting to, to get to screw around I mean, any chance that I get, I, I want to be shooting. I, I want to be tinkering around with with arrows. I want to be um, tuning my bow up just because it's it's this bug that bites you. Yeah. you know, the more in depth you get with your equipment, and and the more effective your equipment becomes, the more fun this entire thing becomes. Well, yeah, the confidence levels through the roof. Then and you, like you said, you see that say, quartering two shot with with the you know shoulder right there. You have all the confidence in the world that you know you're going to get through that shoulder. Right. And you're going to hit the good stuff, and you'll be watching that dude die. Yeah. Did you say your wife's yeah. name is Savannah? Yeah. So this might be some other Savannah. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, she asked, can you ask them to touch on what they plan to do with pro shops? Oh, yeah. yeah good question. Yeah. I can talk about that. Yeah. You want to yeah. do that? So obviously, I, I want to. I kind of want to see if it was my wife. I, I, she's probably watching. Hi, Savannah. Uh, Savannah, Savannah label. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's awesome. Thanks, honey. Thanks, babe. I love you. Uh, um, yeah. So <laughs> she's probably rolling around. Yeah, she's uh, <laughs> throwing us a lob there. Thanks, babe. Yeah. So if you have a shop, uh, we'd love to talk because uh, obviously, what we're doing lends itself to direct to consumer relationship you know like <clears throat> we want to be hands-on with the product so we can <clears throat> get people set up according to their specs and what they intend to use the arrow for like um that's not something that we can just send out inventory by the thousands to a shop you know pre-made it doesn't yeah. work like that so but we also want to help our our local archery shops because yeah, they're, they're so they're so necessary. It reminds me of a Tires Plus model where I can go to tiresplus.com and they can ship them to the place that can put the tires on my car. Sure, right, yeah. I don't yeah, know. That be, might not be nearly the it's same very similar. Thing, it, yeah, it's, it's very very similar. 
Um, you yeah, know, the, that we're working on an app that okay. will kind of streamline the consulting process that right now is so manual. Yeah. You know, we, uh, yeah, everything's turned into an app, yeah. right? Yeah, there's an app for that. Once there's an app for your custom arrows, then there will be an app for everything. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. we, we have we have plans to um, basically try to combine those two worlds. Yeah. Um, and, and some of that would be, you know, the, the possibility <coughs> of actually ordering in a shop. Where, you know, if you're somebody that's like, I don't really want to go online and do this, you can actually go to a shop and order through that shop and they actually would get uh, a cut of the yeah. the profits shop with, like without, them, without inventory. It's called an ERP, but you're lighting some features set up for them to make their jobs a little bit easier and then right. yeah. experience a little bit better, right? Well, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of aero companies that require a, a large percentage of... Um, of uh, merchandise yeah inventory inventory you know I mean, you have some, to have you have to have x thousands, thousands of dollars, dollars worth yeah. of something in your shop which a small mom and prop pro shop can't afford to carry all these yeah, it's a lot of cash to just park you know yeah, yeah exactly. so if, if they can you know partner with us and they're they're not having to, to really have any inventory but they're able to, to yeah. set people up well mm-hmm. and keep them happy and I mean, yeah. it's it's really the best of both worlds because we want to be there for our, our pro shops, you know. Yeah, the way it works is like we the the app would allow us to put it like a kiosk mm-hmm. with an iPad in it in the store and maybe have some some of our arrows there so you can be hands on and feel what different things feel like or maybe you can you know yeah, shoot this, them this in the range a, or a something. Load versus a you know yeah. we wouldn't use that that language because most people won't get it. No. Um, but and it's not ours. But. And, it's, <laughs> and it's not ours, obviously. Uh, but yeah, you know, this is what a 600 grain arrow feels like. You yeah, send yeah. your stuff to that guy, by the way. I just figure out what his address is. And send oh yeah, we got it. <laughs> yeah, we've been talking. We've been talking to him. Yeah, to him. yeah, yeah. He's, he's awesome. He's a really cool guy. But the you know the shop could just facilitate the order and then we'll send it straight to the buyer. You know, and they get a commission. It's like yeah, there you go. That's easy. Cool. How do people find you in the direct to consumer model that we're talking about? Uh, VectorCustomShop.com is the website. That's the easiest way to get a hold of us. Uh, there's a phone number, an email, and a little chat bubble on the site. You can just reach out any way you like, and we'll answer your questions. Yeah, best more we than can. happy to answer all your questions. For sure. Cool. I'm on your website right now, so we're showing that off to the people watching live, so we can see sort of this, some of the stuff here. Uh, awesome. Enter your email address in there, and you guys are doing some sort of email campaign. It sounds like. Yep, we send emails and do giveaways, promo stuff. All kinds of good stuff. You know, free shipping, yeah. that kind of stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Good stuff, guys. Cool. Well, that's uh, that's an episode. So awesome. we're good. Yeah. No no one did call in. So I think it's just a symptom of the time of year. I said it before, but we're in yep. this, like, area of <laughs> yeah. time right now. Oh, man. You guys came in at... In but the, the, the good news is the good news is that this this time, time of year so is absolutely the, perfect yeah. if you're looking to change your setup. This is the time this of year. This is the time. So mess with your trees, yeah. pans, play with your bowl, get your arrows set up much better than what you've had it, and, mm-hmm. and keep working yeah. with it. So this is the time. Absolutely. Cool. Give it a shot. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank Thanks you. for having us. So the tip of the week this week, Anthony Heller is back on the show to give us his tip of the week. Thank you, Anthony, for taking time out of your busy life and schedule and out of the woods to to provide some value to the listeners. 
And uh, I think you're going to love Anthony's tip this week. If you don't know who Anthony is, um, you want to check him out. If you head over to, uh, if you're on Instagram, that is Deer Vane, D-E-E-R-V-A-N-E. And Anthony has a podcast also. It's the Deer Vane podcast. This guy pushes out great uh, practical content all of the time. So it's someone that if you're trying to improve yourself as a deer hunter, better yourself or whatever, improve your deer hunting, uh, this is something you definitely want to pay attention to, which, why, which is why I'm very happy that we've kind of partnered up on this and I'm happy that he's producing this content. So I'll let him take this over. Hey, Eric. Thanks for having me on again. Really appreciate it. This week's tip of the week is to keep your trail cameras running through the winter. A lot of people pull them at the end of season thinking there's no more information to gain, but really there's a lot of information you can gain and it's just fun to always have cameras out. Plus, if you're hunting public land, there's very, very little pressure out there. So the odds of your cameras getting messed with or stolen are pretty low. But uh, the main reason I keep my cameras out is deer will generally herd up and congregate in the winter. There's very specific food sources, very specific bedding areas. And you, if you can find those trails where the deer go to and from those areas, uh, you can really key in and it's pretty easy to get a lot of pictures of a lot of deer because they're all herded up. And this will also give you a general idea of how they're using an area. Are they headed west in the evenings or east in the evenings? Are they headed, you know, or vice versa in the mornings, you know, north, south, whatever your property entails, you know, these deer are herded up and you can really gather that data. This may not translate perfectly to what happens in the fall, but at least you get a general idea and a general sense for how these deer use an area. And then as you know, July, August, September rolls around, you can start moving your cameras uh, to better hone in on exactly what they're doing at that time of the year. You can also really figure out when deer drop their sheds too. And that's a, if you're, if you're going after antlers and you're looking for them, you know, getting a buck every day and then all of a sudden you're not, it's probably one of those does you're looking at. All right, anyway, this was take number 82, so I'm done. I'll catch you guys later and I uh, hope it helps guys. Thanks so much, Anthony, for that. And take 82. I understand that all too well. If everybody only knew how many times I had to record and re-record things. Usually it's because a cat breaks into the den and starts meowing. Um, <laughs> sorry. So the cough, right? Anyway. Hey, I wanted to, if you made it this far into the show, I want to say thank you for listening. Um, your reviews mean a ton to me and to Greg. So if you have any feedback you want to give us, please leave us a review. You can do that on Facebook. Uh, iTunes is a great place for them if you have an iPhone and you listen there. Uh, I'm not sure where else you can leave them if you can do it on Spotify or things like that. But we're everywhere a podcast can be. So your feedback and reviews and ratings really, really help us a lot. So um, additionally, I wanted to mention too that... Um, I'm working really, really hard with some folks, a small team on the Where to Hunt app and very excited to bring some incredible updates to the app before this deer season. So I'm excited and hopeful that that'll come to fruition. And uh, if you haven't heard of or know about the Where to Hunt app, you can go to wheretohuntapp.com and you can take a look at that. It's available for Android and iOS or whatever it's called. So uh, with that being said, thanks everybody for tuning in. I appreciate you listening and, uh, you know, have a great day, have a great week and hunt public.